It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero and Sean Starr. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. Marinero, Sean Starr. The Sick Podcast brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. We're talking NHL. We're talking Montreal Canadiens. I'm in Montreal. and He's in Montreal. Let's talk about the Habs who had a week off as they prepare to host the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night and then visit the Ottawa Senators on Sunday night. How you doing, bud? I'm good. Good to see you. And I just want to add yeah. one thing, you know, especially as we give out these uh, our picks, you know, a few times a week. You follow us on Instagram or on Facebook where we're going to be doing a lot of lives uh, coming up. You know, you can always find us at the Sick Podcast and find us the usual spots, you know, wherever podcasts and stuff are found. We're, we're all over it. Our, our behind-the-scenes people. Our boys behind the scenes, Sammy and Yellow, these guys have it blanket type coverage. Don't be a mooch. Don't be a mooch. You know, we're here, Tony and I, giving you giving you picks. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Throw us a like. Throw us a, a subscribe on our YouTube channel. Throw us a subscribe, a like on, on Facebook and Instagram. Tony, that's all. Just a small ask all from, right, from okay. your friends. That's all. All right. Let's talk Habs now. They had a week off. The last time they played was one week ago on Saturday. They went in Toronto. They picked up a huge 2-1 win with Brendan Gallagher scoring with less than four minutes to go in regulation. And then Claude Julien said, good job, boys. I give you Sunday off. I give you Monday off. You practice Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll give you Thursday off as well. You practice Friday. And Saturday, you host the Leafs. And Sunday, you visit the Senators. A Leafs team that in the past five days has played the Ottawa Senators three times. Sean, they blew a 5-1 lead with 10 seconds left in the second. They yeah. lost 6-5 in overtime. They bounced back a couple of nights later with a 2-1 win. And, of course, yesterday on Thursday night, they come out with a 7-3 win as the big guns came out blazing. So it's the Canadians in the lease, but let's talk about the Canadians. The lack of goal-scoring production from the center Iceman, six goals totaled by Suzuki, Evans, Kotkaniemi and Phil Deneau, Sean Starr, are you worried? No, no, I'm not worried. 
Uh, but I want to pick up on something you mentioned there, uh, talking about Claude Julien is, and, and uh, the practice schedule for the bye week and everything else. Yep. And after the Canadians were fantastic in the third period when they when they beat Toronto in that two one final there, and, and it looked like Carey Price was was kind of back to his old self, and now his save percentage is at nine oh one. You know, let's see what Mister Saturday Night has up his sleeve when the Canadians finally get back to work uh, tomorrow at seven. Uh, but I just love because I've been critical of Claude Julien, so I, I have to be fair. I always, uh, uh, you know. I pride myself on, on calling it down the middle, calling it like I see it. And if I was critical of Claude Julien, I, I have to praise him for the schedule, for how he handled this. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens are going to have 32 games to play in the next 61 days once March begins. As of March 1st, they have, they're going to have 32 games to play. As they push through March, as they push through April, as they push to secure a playoff spot atop the North Division, hoping that they're going to be strong enough to eat their way out of it. Which takes us to your question, which takes us to Nick Suzuki's three goals takes us to Phil Deneau's skunk, Squadoosh, Bupkis, Nada, Zilch. Yes, Barry Cock and Yemi's got a goal. It's never a good thing, Tony, when when Jake Evans, the fourth line center, no disrespect, but he's not relied upon. Anytime a guy on the fourth line, Tony, scores, it's it's the cherries on top of the Sunday that he has twice as many goals as Phil Deneau, who no doubt continues to fight the puck. And I have to, I have to feel, Tony, and tell yeah. me if you feel any different. That Phil Deneau has to feel left behind. Like he was, he's been the man in town. He's been the number one center. He he's had the highest scoring winger on his on his line. And now he sees Suzuki. He sees uh Josh Anderson. He sees Tyler Toffoli. And, and he's looking at this thing. Yeah. Where's where's where are my points at? Where's my contract? I have to think, Tony, the pressure is eating this guy up. Well, um with each passing day and each game that goes by that he doesn't score. And if he doesn't pick up a lot of points and his ice time is down from what it was a year ago, he's going to be asking himself, did I make the wrong move in turning down a six-year, $30 million contract offer from the Montreal Canadiens? Why? Because he wants six years at $5.7 million a year instead. Yeah. And you, he's got to wonder if he made a mistake because let's be honest here, Phil Deneau right now is playing – like the Montreal Canadiens' third-line centerman. And I get the feeling that if Jake Evans keeps on playing the way Jake Evans is playing, that Jake Evans maybe one day can become the Montreal Canadiens' third-line centerman. And if Jake Evans becomes the Montreal Canadiens' third-line centerman, he's not going to be asking or making $5 million a year. So look, I still think Phil Deneau is a good hockey player, but I'm starting to wonder if he was not in a position of privilege over the past couple of years, and I know they're different hockey players, but I want you to think about this for a second. Remember when David DeArnay centered a line with Max Pacioretty and Eric Cole, and there were other centermen who were not getting his ice time, and we were wondering if they got his ice time, how much they would produce. Now, DeArnay, to his credit, was putting up points in the 40s and the 50s or whatever it was, but now you look back and you say, did Deneau pick up those points because he played with Gallagher and Tatar because he played 18 plus minutes a game? Yeah, I mean, no, you're, I mean, look, I mean, he doesn't have career highs that, that blow your hair back, say, sign me right now, which leads me to, you know, you referenced the, 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 the story that was out there. Uh, Matthias Brunet of La Presse a couple of weeks ago had the story about Phil Deneau allegedly turning down this six year, $30 million contract offer. The more and more I think about that, the more and more I think it's utter bullshit. I swear to you. I just, I don't believe it. When I look at 
Tyler Toffoli's contract, when I look at uh, what what happened to Mike Hoffman in the offseason, and I see Phil Deneau knowing that, again, he's not Patrice Bergeron. You know, he's not Logan Couture. You know, he's not Eric Stahl. You know, he's a, he's a poor version of all of those players in terms of points per dollar spent. And I'm thinking to myself, who, who who are you? You really who? And even if it wasn't Phil Deneau's call, who's advising him to turn down Tony in the uncertainty of today's world, the unpredictability, the fact that he's a francophone player playing in his home province, and that thirty million dollars was put at his feet with the Asperi Kakanyemi and Nick Suzuki on the on his team? Now, hold no, on, a I second. don't believe it. Hold on a second. What do you think is BS to you? The fact that you don't think that the, that, that he turned it down. Was- Oh, that he turned it down. Yes, yeah. because I was just yeah. going to tell you, yeah. if you were referring to BS being the numbers being off, no. those numbers are accurate. No, he no, I, like I said, no, no. Stop, $30 million stop. contract. Stop. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I believe that. Like I said, I, I, I just don't think for all the reasons, a guy who's from here, who plays here, yeah. that sees the future of Suzuki and Kakanyemi and, and the Canadians, and they're good. I think it's a goodwill gesture. Say, here you go, Phil. Yeah. There's 30 million guaranteed dollars. No, no. <laughs> God. It so makes me, no sense. So let me throw this at you now, okay? Yeah. I understand they're different players, Phil Deneau and Tyler Toffoli. I understand that one's a centerman. I understand that one's a winger. I understand that it's different situations and all that stuff. But on the surface, on paper, let's look at it. Phil Deneau, Tyler Toffoli. Deneau, I believe, is one year younger. Tyler Toffoli signed as an unrestricted free agent after putting up goals in the 20s on several occasions in the National Hockey League, a four-year deal at $4.25 million. How can Phil Deneau now be offered more money than that? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, Going it's, forward, he can't. It's perplexing. That's why I'm calling BS. I'm calling yeah. BS on it. And and the thing, you know, I, I like Phil Deneau. I think the Canadians um, ultimately will be a better team with Phil Deneau on it. But I love your point about Jake Evans. I can totally see that working out. I could totally yeah. see a hardworking player take those hardworking minutes that Phil Deneau excels at. But what really gives me pause and, and makes me cautious, Tony, when it comes to Phil Deneau and, and whether or not this team really needs to go all in with term is yeah. that you have a center occupying a, a prominent role who goes through gaps of 20 plus games tony with no goals yeah you know for a team that that is hungry for goals and will still be hungry even though josh anderson and defoli are playing well i don't think successful clubs tony have guys that play roles like that that go in droughts several times a season well listen uh i agree with you 100 percent, but now i want to take it a step further here and you're you're listening and watching the sick podcast and you can uh, follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at the sick podcast and uh, like it and share it with your friends. But um, the lack of scoring from the center ice position, Nick Suzuki, three goals in 15 games, but he's got 12 points at the end of the day. If you had to ask me, Tony, are you okay with it? Yes or no. If I had to choose, I'd say, okay, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Jake Evans scoring two goals, playing on your fourth line, making, you know, less than a million dollars. You'd have to ask me, Tony, are you okay with it? Yes or no. I'd have to say, yes, I'm okay with it. But you talked about Phil Nadeau, who doesn't have a goal. Let's be honest here. And I know we're going to be more lenient because he still is only 20 years old and in his third season in the National Hockey League. But let's be totally honest with each other here. If I would have told you at the end of the playoffs last year or 
when Jesperi Kakanyemi joined the Montreal Canadiens as an 18-year-old, and I would have said, Sean, three years into his NHL career, at the 15-game mark, Jesperi Kakanyemi will have scored one goal and will play like he's playing. Would you have taken it? I bet you you would have said no. I would have said no, and... I think, you know, Jesperi Kakanyemi's in this spot only because of what he did in the bubble. Because, you know, you, you want a hot take? Jesperi Kakanyemi, Tony, shouldn't be in the NHL right now. And I'm not, listen, don't don't take my hot take statement and twist that into I think he's a bust. Far from it. Far, far from it. It's okay. He's still exceptionally young. He's still one of the youngest players in the NHL with this much service. Tony yeah. just finished saying three seasons. But there are times where he's not engaged and he's knocked off the puck, especially early on in his career. Not so much, you know, he's getting heavier and he, and he looks a little bit stronger, but it's still a problem. It's still, I think, a learning curve for him, knowing when to go into the corners, when to avoid contact and figuring out the game and figuring out new linemates because Claude is starting to shuffle lines a little bit now. You know, maybe maybe playing in the AHL yeah. for Jesperi Kakanyemi, the Canadians can maybe save some money on the taxi squad. You know, maybe that's where he needs to be, Tony. But I'm telling you, I think the 10 points in the bubble changed everyone's opinion. All right, so here's my take. There's no one with the Laval Rocket right now, no one within the organization that can step in and actually be better than Jesperi Kakanyemi. My take is this. The Montreal Canadiens made a mistake by rushing Jesperi Kakanyemi three years ago. That was the mistake. He should have stayed two more years in Finland or he should have gone to the American Hockey League and rushing players. And they've done this before. And by the way, I think in the last two and a half years, the Canadians have been um, they've been right probably 90 percent of the time and wrong only 10 percent of the time. But in this situation, I think this Perry Kakanyemi was rushed. Uh, I think they did it with Galchenia, too. By by no means am I comparing the two players. I think Jesperi Kakanyemi is a more complete player. I think he plays more of a 200-foot game. I think he's a more of a cerebral player with a better IQ and all that stuff. But yeah. the fact that he did not spend two more years in Finland or two-plus full years at the American Hockey League level, I think it set him back. It hurt him. He suffered a knee injury. He suffered a concussion. He suffered a spleen. And he probably got... Um, um, a little timid because of it, and maybe it set him back a little bit. He's Sean Starr. I'm Tony Marinero, and the Sick Podcast is also brought to you by sportsbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more, and 15% off on all hoodies. All you got to do is use the code SICKHOODIES15. Once again, sportbuffshop.com. That's what I think is the problem with Kakanyemi. I think he was rushed. Well, the thing with that is I'll give the kid a ton of credit because, you know, everything you talked about, the injuries, uh, the demotions, yeah. um, when Jesperi Kakanyemi asked Claude Julien not to tell the press that he was tired when he healthy scratched him, I think, in San Jose, and Claude came out and said, no, he's tired. We want to give the guy a little bit of rest. Um, I think all of that uh, helped make Jesperi Kakanyemi a stronger player. And uh -huh. I, think it's, I think it's fair to say in all that adversity you just referenced, he came back and responded to that. Remember, he went to Laval. He he, he, he had did, a little he bit did. of a, he he had a confidence issue, and then when he yes. came back, he was a different player. And then look how look how strong he played in the bubble. Yeah. So I, you know what I I what makes me cautious is the Canadians' track record of player development is not very good, and maybe 
maybe it actually was better for Kakanyemi to to actually make the NHL and and not be part of that farm system well, where he could anyway. he could learn with the pros. I don't know. I don't know. One thing I try for now is I'd invert Dano and Kakanyemi and make them switch linemates. But anyway, see what happens. Very quickly in thirty seconds, what's your take versus the Leafs and versus the Ottawa Senators? What do you have for me for mybookie.ag? I hate I hate it. I hate it because you have to play boring to beat the Montreal Canadiens, Tony. I think both games go under, so give me under six and a half against Toronto, under five and a half on Sunday against Ottawa. There you have it. There's your picks, and there's the sick podcast. He shot star. I'm Tony Marinero. Until next time, follow us at the Sick Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid.